0: And then he says in this song, and yet the bells (laughs) continue to ring on. It was a both end. Mm. This is my reality. And this is also my truth, is that God is still God, that he is still present. And I think making room for the both end is really important. Welcome to More Than Small Talk. We're Susie Eller, Jennifer Watson,
1: and Holly Gerth, writers and real life friends. We're inviting you to go deeper, become freer, and feel more connected.
2: So imagine you have a cup of coffee, a mug of tea, or a green smoothie in your hand, and we're all hanging out in your favorite place together.
0: More than small talk, friends. We're doing a series on the stories behind our favorite Christmas carols. At the start of each of these four episodes, you'll hear a clip of the carol and a story read by our lovely producer, Cara Culver.
2: I heard the bells on Christmas Day.
3: Their old familiar
1: carols play.
3: By the mid 1800s. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow was a household name and his poems like The Midnight Ride of Paul Revere and The Song of Hiawatha were memorized and quoted all over America. But in 1863, it had been many years since he'd written an original verse. Longfellow was weary after years of hardship. His beloved wife had died in a tragic fire, causing him to fall into a deep depression. That Christmas, he wrote in his journal how inexpressibly sad are all holidays. A few years later, despite his deep conviction against violence, his oldest son, Charlie, left this note in his house after stealing away to join the Union Army. I have tried hard to resist the temptation of going without your leave, but I cannot any longer. Less than a year later, on December 1st, 1863, Longfellow received a telegram that every parent during wartime dreaded. Charlie had been injured in a skirmish with Confederate troops and was currently in a Virginia hospital. Knowing the poor conditions of battlefront medical stations, Longfellow immediately left his Boston home to search for his son. After arriving, he spent three days searching the incoming wounded arriving at the train station, passing up and down the line of bleeding, bandaged men, limp on pallets, packed into boxcars, until he finally saw a familiar face Charlie, the prodigal son, alive. But barely breathing. After being rushed to medical care and stabilized, Charlie was eventually allowed to return home to Boston. On Christmas Day, with his son still shivering with fever, possibly never to recover, Longfellow struggled with the terrible reality of the war that had torn his country apart and began to write a poem. With each line, he built a picture of darkness, and in the midst of it, hope. And in despair, I bowed my head. There is no peace on earth, I said, for hate is strong and mocks the song of peace on earth, goodwill to men. Then pealed the bells more loud and deep. God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. The wrong shall fail, the right prevail, with peace on earth, goodwill to men. Charlie did eventually recover, and he and his father were reconciled. But this wartime Christmas poem turned song still rings out a story of the triumph of hope over despair, even today. This story is from the article Four Beloved Christmas Carols and the True Stories Behind Them, posted by Crosswalk.com. A link to the article will be posted in the show notes.
0: One of the things that I love best about More Than Small Talk is that we have not shied away from the talk of depression or despair. I love that. And sometimes the holidays are sad. And then sometimes they are hard. Why do you think it's so hard to admit? And what helps when we're in that place?
2: I just think that we think that the holidays are supposed to be sparkly and magical and that it's supposed to be these hallmark moments on the couch, cuddling with our family and Everyone is at peace and gets along. And then your life looks so different when there's hard moments or chaos or pain or loss where there's an empty seat around the Christmas table. And we think, is it wrong to feel a spark of joy or hope when I'm grieving? And I think that that's the wrestle. The tension is that you want to celebrate, but you're just not sure how to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think we hear it's the most wonderful time of the year. And then if it isn't for us, we think, what's the matter with me? <laughs> yeah. Or it must be for everyone else. And then you sort of feel left out. Like Christmas mm-hmm. is amazing for everyone else. And I'm feeling sad or yeah. alone or disappointed or stressed out. By yeah, You know, and so I think there's just a lot of pressure yeah. that this is supposed to be the most wonderful time of the year. And sometimes it just isn't.
0: Yeah. Well, and I find, I find just two things here, the the both end, which is the reality that someone's son had gone to war and that he was already struggling. And now his son was in war and his son was hurt. That's his reality. Yeah. And then he says in this song, and yet the bells <laughs> continue to ring on. It was a both end. Mm-hmm. This is my reality. And this is also my truth, is that God is still God, yeah. that he is still present. And, and I think making room for the both end is really important. Don't mm-hmm. you guys? Yeah, yeah, it'd be
1: so much more realistic if we said it's the most wonderful and hard time of year. Yes, there you go. thank you. Because thank you. <laughs> it's usually a mix of both. Yeah. Like you have some really great moments and then you have yeah. some stressful or sad yeah. ones too. Yeah. Yeah. more than small talk, friends. We want to pause for just a moment and talk about a resource because we know many of you struggle with depression and anxiety. I do. And this time of year is when it can flare up. So I wanted to share with you about my new devotional book, What Your Mind Needs for Anxious Moments. It's 60 Powerful Truths That Will Help You Protect Your Peace And I hope that you will get a copy through hollygirth.com for you or someone you love this Christmas.
2: Oh, I'm just thinking about this father and this man who's lost his beloved wife and he's already wrestling. And I feel the tension in that he kind of didn't want to write about joy and hope. Like he really didn't. He was struggling to find it. But in the end, it's there, Yeah, you know, and I I think that that's what I love about people who wrestle and are not afraid to write it down and talk about it honestly, is that that's where the hope is found in the wrestling and the waiting, like just Advent, waiting on Christ, longing for Jesus to come, like all of that, there is longing and aching And um, a heaviness about the season that is so overly commercialized. And also we put so much pressure. Susie, one thing that I love that you do is you write about, you know, parenting grown children and what to do for the holidays. Can you share that with the listeners? Because I think that there's a lot of pressure in. Yeah. You know, I release that
0: every year. And it's it's on my blog right now, if you want to check it, Suzanne Eller.com. But I, I found that there came a point in my own life years ago that holidays, which I loved. You guys know, Holly says I'm a seven. I still don't believe it, but <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe I do. I don't know. But I love I love Christmas. I love I find such joy in it. And joy was stripped from me as I was trying to please everybody, be everywhere, trying to be a young mama, trying to do all the things. And and I realized that while I couldn't change that dynamic, I determined that one day I would change the dynamic for my own family. Mm. And that Christmas would not be a day. It would be a season. It would be a season for a family, a season for Jesus, a season. And so, um, and it's something we still hold is I I hold this season of Christmas very lightly with all the beauty in it, with all the heart in it. And to my kids, I say, this is not a day. We're not going to put pressure on you to make my Christmas happy. Mm -hmm. It is not your job. Because Jesus makes me happy, <laughs> mm. but in this season, somewhere in there, let's find time to hang out as family, and they work it out. Sometimes it takes fifty-two texts as we're trying, honestly, as yeah. we're trying to figure out all the dynamics. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of it is, is that they come, mm-hmm. they come, and and they're happy, and it takes the pressure off. So. Yeah, that's that's what I that's what I do. And it was one way that I needed to deal with a way that something that I loved was being stripped away by others' expectations. And mm-hmm. I, and I give lots of grace. We were the first Right, you know what I'm saying? We messed yeah. everything. Up. <laughs> you're always experiment. When we you're were the first. We were the first yeah. on both sides, and and uh, eventually it it worked out, and we figured it out. But I I really did want to take away that Christmas was not just a day, mm. and really historically, it's not just a day anyway. Right? Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I feel like we talk about expectations so much. We <laughs> <I> do. <laughs> yeah. We circle back around. But even yeah. this, I'm thinking about like the holidays are hard when we have unmet expectations. Yeah. Yes. And I think there's two forms. There's the form where I expected this person to be with me yeah. and they're not. Yeah. Or I expected to have a job by now and I don't. Yeah. Like I expected our family to be able to be together and for whatever reason we're not. Yeah. And then there are the expectations of, Christmas has to be on a certain day. We yeah. need to eat certain food. Everyone yes. needs to be smiling the whole time. Yes. And so I think we can pause and say, what unmet expectation is there? And what's a healthy response to that? Sometimes yeah. the response is grief. Like yeah. saying, I'm going to let myself grieve that this expectation mm. can't be. Yeah. Or yeah. is this an expectation I've taken on that I don't have to carry?
3: And in yeah. that case,
1: the response can be i'm going to adapt it or even just let it go. Mm-hmm. yeah. and so i think maybe that's something helpful we can do is say what are the expectations that are yeah. not being met and what do i want to do with that that can help me through this season.
0: yeah. yeah. well and i think about this song i i i think that being able to have joy and sorrow cuz like i am not a cardboard cutout. like i am flesh and blood. i'm more than 3d. So I can have joy mm. and I can have sorrow at yeah. the same time.
2: Not only is it okay, but it's human. Yes. <laughs> I would love to share a story. Um, I was in high school and my grandparents were separating and it was the first Christmas where we had to go to different places for each of them. I'm the oldest grandchild. It wrecked me. Mm. Um, So being fully who I am and not wanting anybody to see that I was really heartbroken. I walked into a different room and I began to cry and my aunt followed me because she knew and she just hugged me and we wept Mm -hmm. and she said nothing, but she knew like, I'm struggling because it's not supposed to be like this, Yeah, you know? And I can remember the heaviness and then how loved and seen I felt to know that she was breaking too. Yeah. And she did say like, "Get it together and go in there and smile." Yeah. You know she she wept with me, and so when we give people room to do that, we connect with them on a deeper level. I've never forgotten that. That was so special. So be sad and don't be afraid to let people in on that moment. like you don't have to fake it. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and I think it's an opportunity, too, Jennifer, for us to be like your aunt. Mm-hmm. You know, because even as I talk about my family and the expectations and all of that, the reality is is that there are some this season who are, have experienced great loss, yeah. and it's not about kids not showing up. It's that they're isolated, or this is a new season that's so unfamiliar, and it's thinking hard. Yeah, you know, and I I feel like we talked about the hug in this last one that Holly gave recently. Um, I right now. Never know when tears are going to come because I'm walking through grief. And it's a little embarrassing because it comes at weird times, usually with touch. Somebody Mm -hmm. touches me, I'm gone. It it just, and I don't know why that is. And yet I need it. Mm -hmm. I need it. I need to be able to say that this loss makes me really sad Mm -hmm. and my heart hurts. And when another woman or a friend steps into that grief with me not to fix it but just to say i'm present i think that's really cool mm-hmm. and, and I, we can do the same right right
1: and i think that is christmas
0: that is christmas like
1: jesus said i am going to come be with you yeah in your dirt in your dust and yes the places where you walk where you hurt in your tears in your sorrow like I'm not going to stand at a distance. I'm not going to pick the shiny, tinsel version of Christmas. I'm going to come be with you in it. That's what Henry Wadsworth Longfellow did with his son. He said, I'm going to come for you. I'm going to find you. I'm going to be with you in your brokenness and your hurt and your sorrow. And I think that is Christmas, right? That is the good news of Christmas that someone came for us and that someone is coming for us, that we are not alone in the hurt. Yeah.
0: And I'm at the train station and I'm looking at every person and I fully see them, but my eyes are looking for you mm-hmm. in your brokenness, in your hurt, so that I can take you home and I can care for you.
1: And that's what God says to us too.
0: Yes. Yes. That's really. These Holly, you you were genius. <laughs> you just you just were. So, you know, as we consider that sister who right now who says, I'm both sad and I'm happy. I want you to hear something. We are with you. (laughs) We get it. And it's okay. And not only is it okay, it's human and it's strong and you are stronger than you know.
2: And that's it for today's episode. Thanks for going deeper, becoming freer, and connecting with us. More Than Small Talk is a part of the KLRC Podcast Network and is produced by Kara Culver. Show notes and resources are available on the More Than Small Talk page on klrc.com. You can also join us in our Facebook group. Subscribe to More Than Small Talk on your favorite app so you won't ever miss an episode.